Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. What's up, my friends? Welcome to Stand Strong in the Word podcast. So glad that you are tuning in to another episode as we look at the life and teaching of Jesus Christ. So today's podcast is Podcast 55, and the title is Jesus Walks on Water. So last week we talked about the feeding of the 5,000, where all four Gospels talk about it. So that's a story that most Christians are very familiar with. And likewise, today's episode is another passage of scripture where we are very familiar with the story of Jesus walking to the disciples on the water. And Peter, of course, calls out to Jesus, says, if it is you, tell me to come out of the boat and I will do so. So we're going to be landing today in Matthew 14, 22 through 33, Mark 6, 45 through 52, and John 6, 14 through 21. Now, as always, if you want my notes, you can go to standstrongministries.org, click on podcasts, all of the podcasts, all those podcast episodes that are archived, you, when you click on them for more details, you can see that you can download our study guide. So use that for your personal enrichment, use it in your small group, use it for personal notes in your church, whatever the case may be. I pray that they're a blessing to you and I'd love to hear from you. So if you have a question, maybe there's something that I touched on that you're a little bit confused about, or as you're doing your own personal reading, you have some questions or you're faced with some challenges at work or at school, there's some objections against the, the credibility of Christianity, you can email Email me at info at standstrongministries.org. Love to answer any questions. Pray for you. Be there for you as a friend in Christ. And also make sure that you pray for this ministry and the opportunity that we have to spread God's word around the world. So if this has been a blessing to you, I also encourage you guys to go to standstrongministries.org. Click the donate button and give whatever God has laid in your heart to give to support this ongoing work through Stand Strong Ministries. So with that being said, let's jump right into Jesus walking on water. And we pick things up now in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, where it says, and he made the disciples get into the boat. This is a reference also to Mark 6, 45. Now the key thing here is this word made. This was not a suggestion. Literally in Greek was he compelled his disciples to get into the boat. So no questions asked. Jesus gives a command. He wants his disciples to get away from the crowd so that they can find the rest that they needed. You wonder what's going on here? Why is Jesus making such a direct order? Well, John 6, 14 and 15 tells us, it says, when the people saw the sign that he had done. Now, what sign is that? Now, again, go back to a previous podcast. He just fed the 5,000. The people respond after that saying, this indeed is the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So this is important for two reasons. Number one, remember previously to the, the, the multitudes seeing the disciples and chasing after them to get to Jesus, they were supposed to rest, but they had no opportune time, but that's why they went into a desolate place to find rest in, in Decapolis. And now it's an opportunity for Jesus after feeding the 5,000 to get the rest that the disciples rightly deserved, including himself, to have that time to pray. But second of all, in that time, there were many movements that were coming and going during the first century. And many supposed 
prophetic figures that were promising deliverance to thousands of Jews and Samaritans, they would promote people. They would put people in power. What would, what would result is that the Romans would come in and they'd slaughter all of them. So Jesus is protecting not only himself, but his disciples. Remember, Jesus didn't come in his first coming to become king on earth. He came to die on the cross for our sins and rise again on the third day. His second coming is about him ruling and reigning. And so Mark chapter 6 verse 47 says, And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. Now Matthew 14, 24 says, And the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. So here we have Jesus on the mountain, and he's praying over his disciples, and he just avoided a sudden riot and making him king and protecting his disciples. And so it's now sunset. The disciples start going across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum, and once again they find themselves in a sudden storm. Mark writes in chapter 6 verse 48, and Jesus saw that they were making headway painfully. Literally in the Greek, they were punished by physical torture for the wind was against them. John adds in chapter 6, 18 and 19, the sea became rough. In the Greek, it means awakened and aroused because a strong wind was blowing when they had rowed about three or four miles. So here are the disciples. They were paddling against this fierce wind and they were in the midst of choppy waves. And they had been doing this for hours and they had only gone three or four miles. Now that's depressing because by now they should have already arrived. Now remember, they were going to find rest. So not only were they exhausted to begin with, you could imagine how they were feeling, not just physically, but mentally in this situation. And on top of all of this, remember, they were scared because they weren't certain that they were actually going to make it. Could you imagine? They're trying their hardest to get to the other side. Now these guys were familiar with the Sea of Galilee. They were well advanced in their ability to use a boat through the Sea of Galilee to get to the other side. Now we're told here that Jesus, he remained, remember, on the mountain and he was praying. And as he was praying, we we're told that he was observing the struggles and the dangers that his disciples were facing at the time. And so what does he do about it? He goes to them. Now, before I go any further, I want to say this. This is a great picture of Jesus making intercession for his children. We're told that in Hebrews chapter 7, that Jesus makes intercession for us. And not only that, but as you and I are faced with challenges here on earth, what does Jesus do? He comes to us. He comes to our aid. He comes to rescue us. Now we're told in Matthew 14, 25, that this was the fourth watch of the night that Jesus came to them walking on the sea. Okay, so if the disciples got in the boat sometime, we're told, after 6 p.m., and now it's the fourth watch of the night, that means by the time Jesus comes to them, it's 3 a.m. So the disciples were battling the storm in the sea for about seven to nine hours. Now that's a long time. We're told in verse 26 and 27 of Matthew 14, but when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea, they were terrified why? Because we're told that they said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Now what's interesting about Matthew adding this account, unlike the other gospels, is that it exposes some false teaching of the disciples. You see, my friend, Jewish tradition back then in the first century Many of them taught that there were these night spirits that they needed to be aware of. Now, this runs contrary to Orthodox Judaism. And yet, even at this stage, the disciples still had some false teaching that ran contrary to what the Bible taught. But notice how Jesus responds to them. He says, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. So here Jesus, the great I am, who was making intercession for his disciples on the mountain, comes to relieve his disciples from their fear. But not only that, 
He comes to bring peace and stability by calming the storm and getting them safely to the other side of the sea. Now, in response to this, in Matthew 14, 28, Peter answered Jesus and says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, you and I know that Peter is often criticized for taking his eyes off of Jesus. I've criticized him, and I'm sure you've criticized him as well. But when you and I look at this situation, you look at the false teaching of the disciples to assume that this is a ghost and not Jesus. I think he actually should be applauded because of all the disciples, it's Peter who boldly responds and says, if it is you, then tell me to come out of the boat and I will be able to walk on water as you are on water and that will confirm your identity. So Jesus tells him in verse 29 to come. So Peter got out of the boat and he walked on water and he came to Jesus. You have to stop and go back to understand what Peter's doing here. Because if you recall in Mark 4, 35 through 41, remember Peter had witnessed Jesus calming the storm. You can imagine as a Jewish individual reading of the miracles of Moses parting the sea, the priests crossing the Jordan and the sea separating, giving them access to get to the other side in Joshua chapter 3. So Peter clearly as a Jew, yes, they were believing it to be a ghost, but at the same time, Peter was remembering biblically and seeing firsthand of what Jesus is capable of doing, that he is the Son of God. So he accepts the challenge to walk on water in order to confirm the identity of Jesus. But then we're told in verse 30, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Of course, it's here where we start criticizing Peter for taking his eyes off of Jesus and he's concerned about the conditions around him. And because of fear, he starts sinking. But once again, what does Peter do? We're told in verse 30 that he cries out, to Jesus and says, Lord, save me. Here is a simple prayer to God for help. This word save literally means to deliver from danger, from a threat. But not only that, but to make one safe, to restore one to safety. Though Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, my friend, what did he quickly do? He looked back to Jesus for safety. I say that because oftentimes we use this passage, and I've heard many pastors who I respect, they spend a lot of time criticizing Peter for drowning when in fact, I look at that and say, think about the boldness. Think about stepping out of that boat in those conditions that he actually took his mind and focused in on Jesus. So the fear turned into faith and he was walking to Jesus. But yes, oftentimes, my friend, when you and I do step out in faith and we start going the direction where God has called us to go and we're obeying him, that yes, as a human person with the frailty that you and I experience on a daily basis, we start getting consumed and afraid of things. And we can oftentimes take our eyes off of Jesus. But as a Christian, what do we do? we turn back to him and every single time he is there. That's a powerful lesson. So yes, we're told in verse 31 that Jesus immediately reached out his hand and he took Peter. But he said to Peter, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I believe God is calling you to get out of the boat, my friend, not to stay in the boat. You see, the boat is like a representation of false security. And yet, as we just read today, the disciples were getting nowhere in the boat. And so Peter, he knew that. And that's why he stepped out in faith. That's why he got out of the boat to go to Jesus because that's the answer. And even though he was faced with doubt and even though he started to drown, what did he do? He cried out to Jesus. So my friends, when you and I step out in faith, when you and I get out of that boat, when you and I leave false security to look to the one who can secure us, who will stabilize us, who will forgive us, who will lead us, who will guide us, we in the process sometimes will take our eyes off of Jesus. And there's times we will let doubt and we'll let fear and we'll let circumstances consume us and overwhelm us. But guess what? We look back to him, we ask for forgiveness, and we keep moving forward. In the end, Peter didn't drown. The disciples didn't die. Jesus got in that boat 
and he miraculously got them to the other side. And that's what he wants to do in your life. So look to Jesus, my friends. Get out of the boat and do something with your life. Do something incredible with your life that only Jesus can do in and through you. That is my prayer for you. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time on Stand Strong in the Word. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening, and keep standing strong in the Word of God.